This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. This week we have a special episode of Sports and Courts. We have a guest joining us this week. Say hello. Hello again. This is Colin, Emily Jarenka's brother. <laughs> Basically a member of... Well, you are a member of the Jarenka family, I guess. Basically? <laughs> oh my goodness. I was going to say, like, Emily's basically a member of the Jarenka family. But... And, and then I was like, wait, Colin's the guest, not Emily. <laughs> anyways, all right, here we are. It's Tuesday. It feels like it should be Friday. One That's, of those, one of those kind of weeks, right? And it's a new year. Oh, new year. yes. Happy New Year, listeners. Like, we're back. Yes, 2020. Um, so we will kick things off with college football, just kind of recapping uh, the recent bowl games. Emily, your team, the Wyoming Cowboys. Beat Georgia State. Not only did they beat Georgia State, they fetty whopped them. The final <laughs> score was 17-38. <laughs> and... I shouldn't laugh as much as I do with that, but um, it was good to see the Pokes pull out a win. Um, my roommate and I went and watched the game at a bar, and I was like, I don't know if we're going to win. I don't know. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, I don't think we're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> and then we like were up, and he was like, I think we're going to win. And I'm like, no, we still could lose. We could coog this. And fortunately, um, the Cowboys pulled out the win, and hopefully next year they are less stressful to watch. Um, but it does not look like they're getting a new offensive coordinator, which really hurts my soul. Mm. Um, because offense, I think they're trying to have an offense similar to that of Oregon and it's not working. So, um, mm. that's all I've got on the Wyoming bowl game <laughs> that like nobody but me and my roommate who I forced watch this bowl game watched. So, um, I assume you both watched Utah uh, losing to Texas in San Antonio. Yeah, a little bit. Um, very weak showing for the Pac-12. My um, goodness. <laughs> not, not very, uh, not really convincing people that it's a legitimate conference. Yeah, no, Oregon pretty much carried the Pac-12 on their back when it yeah. came to showing up at any time during the season. Um and I and I get Washington won against Boise State, but like nobody's yeah. talking about Washington beating Boise State. Like people are talking about Oregon and people are talking about Texas. Um, and I don't think they're saying Texas is back and Sam Ellinger, the quarterback for Texas, he will be back for another season. Shocking nobody because they're just the the Big Twelve did not show up that well this year either. Little yeah. leaving a little something to be desired, <laughs> <laughs> especially down the stretch. Yes, and like especially Texas. Like, yeah, they won the bowl game, but 
Um, I think throughout the season, they left a lot to be desired when they kind of had this promise of doing well. And um, Tom Herman putting that team in a place that looks really good. Um, well, they opened the season as a top 25 team, right? Weren't they? Yeah. Were they even higher? They were ranked high and they should not have been ranked. Like a lot of, I don't know, I say a lot of Big 12 teams. Not Like Iowa State started off ranked. Texas was ranked. And like, I think some Texas schools, uh, Texas and Texas A&M, were ranked in a way that they did not deserve. Like AM had no business being ranked at any point during the season. Texas <laughs> didn't have any um business being ranked. And like Baylor was it took a while before people were like, oh yeah, Baylor's like a good-ish team. Um but we'll come to them later because they just had quite a day. <laughs> um yeah. Um Minnesota. I see I Minnesota. almost I was like correcting myself. I, you know, I almost said Minnesota. (laughs) Um, They beat Auburn um, and Tyler Johnson uh, becomes Minnesota's career receiving leader. Not, not very, uh, not really convincing people that it's a legitimate conference. For sure. Yeah. If Minnesota. Yeah. Or an SEC fan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if Minnesota can keep this going, it'd be great if they could get a, I don't know, third team, I guess you would say, uh, that could kind of contend. Because, I mean, you know, every year Ohio State's up there, and then it seems like either Michigan or Wisconsin or sometimes both, Penn State, I guess, too, like if they can – sustain it then it'd be another perennial top 25 top 15 team for the little for the leaving a little something so to be sure would help them <laughs> with uh you know continuing <laughs> to get into the college football playoff too and like iowa also right. did pretty well so yeah. like the big 10 arguably was like the best conference for football this season right yeah, a lot of ranked teams. Wow, I, for, I definitely forgot about Iowa. I apologize yeah. to the Hawkeye fans. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, yeah, Minnesota can stay good just to keep the Big Ten where people don't give them the side eye. I mean, I'm obviously biased when it comes to the Big Ten. Uh, Oregon, like we said, was really the only team that showed up for the Pac-12 this year um, when it was all said and done. Uh, they beat Wisconsin. So... They won by one point, and um, in 2012, Oregon beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl as well by a touchdown. Um, So that's their second straight win in that game against Wisconsin. Um, Any thoughts on that? Uh, It's cool to see Justin Herbert, I guess, complete his his Oregon career with a Rose Bowl victory. Um, Local kid, that's always nice when the Eugene kid goes to Oregon and then they win a big bowl like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just good to see someone from the Pac twelve show up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Team one. laughs> when the lights are on, that's a rarity. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> um was it surprising to anyone that Alabama aired out Michigan? No. No. Harbaugh is not good in big games. <laughs> <laughs> no. But do you think he gets fired? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it's going to take. I know he has like when he 
first got that job, he signed like a seven year contract or something. And I don't know if another school would buy out his remainder. I think he's got like Mm -hmm. two years left or something like that. Um, I think it would have to be an NFL team. And I just don't see, I mean, especially after all the news today of essentially all, but I think one job closing. um, (laughs) Yeah. I don't think he, I think he'll be back next year, which is kind of a shame. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's, I feel like it's been a very disappointing, but then yeah. he's like won at least nine games, like four out of the five years or something like that. So they always have good teams, but they never can get over the hump. So maybe at one point, maybe, maybe next year's the year. I don't know. I think they're going to need a new quarterback though. I think the thing that's the reason people are disappointed, like you said, I mean, they've won, you know, they're, they've done like pretty well. I guess when you look at like just the wins and losses under him. But I think the reason why people are not happy with it is because they make these like kind of runs where they get ranked like really high. And so then there's just this kind of like stereotype of, well, like this should be a great team and they're never like a great team, you know? Um, And they're just, they've kind of been consistently like in the top 25 since he's been a coach there and um, like just don't, at the end of the day, have, like, the important stuff to show for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I believe, I don't think he's beat Ohio State either since nope. Which is not there. a good, yeah. Well, and essentially, Ohio State is so good. And, yeah, it's just tough to beat them. I mean, most of the time, you know, they have one loss or undefeated. Um, but, like, that's what Michigan fans care about. Right. And so it's, he's, it's in a, he's in a tough situation uh, by the fact that, like, I mean, he's essentially guaranteed one loss against Ohio state. And if you don't run the table in the other games, then it's a disappointing year. And arguably, (laughs) even if when you do lose to Ohio state, it's still disappointing, you know, even if you win all your other ones. Yeah. I don't feel bad for him though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. Collecting that paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, he's, I think he's the type of coach, like, I don't know, when he was with the 49ers, I really didn't like him, but I think he's the type of coach that if you were on his team, he would be fun to play for. Yeah. Which is good. Like, yeah. And he seems like he's a good coach. They just can't seem to make it all connect, but I don't see Michigan firing him. And I saw something on Twitter where like current students think that there's like a bigger rivalry with like Michigan state. Hmm. instead of with ohio state and i'm like that's just because they've lost so many times yeah trying to find when they can win yeah like so it's no longer a rivalry if you always lose it's just you always losing yeah (laughs) like even with alabama auburn sometimes auburn wins sometimes (laughs) there's a chance (laughs) (laughs) small chance um and then to round out sec play with them winning um, on New Year's Day, Georgia beating Baylor. Yes. Um, I don't know. I was hoping for more. <laughs> Same. Yeah, definitely. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I expected it to be like a more fun game to watch. And it just wasn't. And I had friends who went that were both Georgia fans and Baylor fans. And mm. uh, the Baylor fans seemed to have fun. And the Georgia fans... They were like, yeah, it was like a fun game, but like people weren't like super excited. They, the uh, stadium was only like 60% full and like the bottom. And I'm like, wait, this game wasn't like sold out. Like, don't people just go 
and they're like people were selling like tickets were being sold the week of the game for like eight dollars and i'm like to the sugar bowl (laughs) (laughs) what so um i guess georgia fans were not enthused because they thought that well they had already been there they're like we've already watched this game before and georgia had already had bigger games this season playing notre dame playing a&m so um it just was not necessarily the most fun or not fun, but like electric atmosphere. But um, the Baylor kids, they were getting after it. They had fun. <laughs> oh, good. Glad they enjoyed yeah. themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that, um, I don't know. Do y'all have any thoughts on, I guess, Baylor or Georgia for next year after that really interesting game? Uh. I don't know. I still don't believe in Georgia. <laughs> oh, is Jake? Fair. Is Jake from? Uh, I think he's got more eligibility. I believe he's got another year, so we'll see if he comes back. He um, should come back. Yeah, he's a junior. Tua, so. Yeah, with Tua going into the NFL, that's not a great look for Jake Fromm. It's not like he can com- compete with Tua. Yeah, and I mean, I think if he stays, I mean, who knows? I'm, because Burrow will be gone. There's a good chance he'll yep. enter the season as the best quarterback in the conference. So yeah. Georgia should. And I mean, you know, they always recruit. Actually, I did see today. I think they lost a commitment yeah, from did. their from the number two overall player. Wow, uh, he's a running back too. So I mean, they always have number good seven running backs. Overall. Number seven overall. Yeah. Um, oh, number to? one running back. He just reopened. Uh, yeah, he just re- he was released from his letter national letter oh, of intent. Yeah. He yeah. So. Um, I don't know. I mean, we're, you know, nitpicking here. Baylor, or not Baylor. Georgia lost two games this year. I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up in the playoffs. Because I think, yeah, because, I mean, you've got your senior quarterback who's got a lot of game experience coming back. They always recruit well. They're Kirby Smart, you know, defensive coach, does a great job with their defense. So they'll, And they'll have enough weapons, I think, on offense. Hmm. They'll, I mean... They're one of the best SEC teams, so you know they're going to open the season in the top ten, and if the ball bounces the right way, I mean, we didn't. I I know at the start of this season, I didn't think LSU would finish number one. So then the uh, next upcoming college football game is the national championship of LSU and Clemson. Clemson's basically an honorary SEC team. Um, I think LSU is going to work LS or work Clemson, which like Emily and I talked about last week, but like, I don't know. It's what do you think, Colin? I feel like it's going to be closer than, than we're, I've listened to you guys, you know, last episode last week and you guys were both just kind of like writing off Clemson. Like they've won a lot of games in a row. I, I, I don't know. There's, uh, I mean, um, they almost lost to UNC. <laughs> True, yeah, but I mean, almost. I mean, LSU didn't have that issue. LSU uh, was so good. No, they yeah, LSU didn't have that so issue good. this year. But I feel like you know, on any given day, just because they almost lost one game doesn't necessarily carry that much weight. Um, I don't know. They might make enough plays. Their Clemson's defense is always next level so we'll see i think it'll be a close game it'll be within i think it'll be a one score game hmm. yeah hmm. uh put I mean, money just, on that <laughs> oh, i just looked up the line it's uh lsu's it is a favored by, yeah lsu's favored by five and a half yeah. so if you guys feel good about it you know maybe 
I just think that OSU is like definitely the superior looking team. Oh yeah. I don't know. That's superior just my... looking? Like they're better looking? No. Or... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not like objectively. <laughs> um, I really can't speak to that, honestly. <laughs> um, but I think I think that LSU is going to win by 10 to 14 points mm. when it's all said and done. That's a fair. That's fair. Emily, what do you think? What's your score differential? Um, I, I would say 14. Okay. Um, I see LSU coming out strong in the first half. And then in the second half, Clemson trying to come. Like, I think at halftime, LSU will be up by two or three. Yeah, a lot. And like, then, like, yeah. And then in the second half, Clemson will be like, oh, right. We <laughs> came to play football. And they'll kind of make a comeback. But ultimately, I think LSU is um, the better looking team in terms of how they're playing. Hmm. And Joe Burrow, like, is, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Colin, There's what's. There's an article on 538 right now talking about how he may be, he may have had like the best, just had the best college football season for a quarterback in history. Mm, yeah. Some of his, I didn't realize, I, I mean, you guys watch a lot more college football than I do. And obviously I had been aware that he was having a historic season, but his completion percentage of like, it's like in the seventies. It's insane. It's, oh my goodness unbelievable and then now he's gonna have to go play for the Bengals. <laughs> so colin what do you who do you think is gonna win and by how much i will say i think uh lsu is gonna win and i don't think it will be more than 10 points it'll be okay. single digits lsu by single digits okay okay all right so there you have our takes on the national championships we'll be back next week to talk about them and Maybe be sad. I don't think we're going to be sad. I don't think we're going to have too many feelings in terms of the national championship. Unless it's yeah. a complete and utter blowout, which. Yeah, I just want a good game. Yeah. Um, if Clemson blows out LSU, I will be really sad because I'm still mad that Clemson beat Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I will be very surprised if that if that is what happens. Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence, he could do yeah, it. Yeah, you never know. He's he running. So I had no clue he was running the football this year. And then I watched their game against Ohio State. It was unbelievable. We'll see. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on to college basketball. CU upsets Oregon in Boulder. Oregon was ranked fourth at the time. And uh, ESPN did a real bad job covering this game. The last two minutes, uh, they were having technical difficulties, and they just they didn't sh- they couldn't show the broadcast. Uh, and they just started talking about these games that were about to tip off, uh, that like were kind of meaningless games, to be honest. <laughs> uh, they weren't even breaking down what had happened so far in the, uh, Oregon Colorado game or anything. Like it was just like, well, we'll get back to it when we can. And then they're like, this just in, uh, Colorado has upset Oregon, whatever. Uh, so that was kind of a disappointment. <laughs> um, but the buffs got the win and, Bill Walton was on the call, which is always a great day. Yep. We love Bill Walton. Uh, lots, of, lots of great content there. Yeah, I think I, if I, I wish I would have been counting it how many times he had said, 
high in the Rockies. Yeah, <laughs> it I had to have been a lot. It was probably double digits or something. And I mean, obviously, Denver and Boulder are at a high elevation. Um, but I think he may have been speaking of a different kind of <laughs> high. <laughs> speaking of which, um, on the Bachelor premiere last night, uh, on one of the group dates, there was this brief little kind of uh, test about plane um, trivia or facts. One of the questions they asked the girls, what, excuse me, the women, was uh, what what height like is a mile high? And like what in feet? In feet. <laughs> And two girl, two of the ladies wrote down thirty thousand feet. Thirty thousand. <laughs> yeah. Does so, anyone know how long a mile is? I don't know. I mean, I guess if I, I think about it, it if I think about it, though, if I didn't live in Colorado, I don't know that I would just be able to rattle it off. I would not guess as high as thirty thousand, but. Um, that's, so, a, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, just a you know. Going on a brief little tangent there, but <laughs> you would not be like children learn in school that a mile is five thousand two hundred and eighty feet. Like I feel like I, I learned that for five yep. years straight. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> so <laughs> then, like Okay, maybe maybe kids aren't learning this anymore. And she is struggling because she didn't learn it every day for years. Maybe. Uh, Clearly setting her back, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I bet she's not great at math in general with the thirty thousand feet. Could be, yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's a I good bet, Emily. I don't remember what the profession was of the two women that influencer wrote that down. Probably <laughs> one was probably the the fashion blogger, and the other one is probably the model. I don't, I don't know. Oh, well, yeah, I could see so why they, yeah, I could see why they wouldn't necessarily know that. Like, I mean, it's not like they would need to know that either. No, in but like daily lives. Yeah. None of us need to know it in our daily lives. Like <laughs> I used it a lot in school, like conversions and stuff. Well, yeah, but but I haven't used it since. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. you still know it. Right. Exactly. So um and then CU loses to Oregon State. Uh and Oregon State, I believe, only has three losses this year. They're good. When yeah. Always a tough team. I mean, I, I didn't realize I, I like. I feel like they have a reputation of kind of having a trash, like men's basketball program, um, but I, I was like, oh, like they have a decent record. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, they've been. Uh, they've been kind of like guess, slowly competing? building up. Yeah. Yeah, they've been competing in the Pac-12, but they've never been. I mean, over the past five and five years or so, they've yeah. never been like a real threat to win it. But they're always no. a tough team. I mean. Wayne Tinkle, uh, coach there now, and his son Trace is a, a triple double threat. He's very, very good. So, um, yeah, I talented. was just like, oh, okay. Well, there he uh, did make it into the top twenty-five at twenty-five. Oh, Colorado! Yeah, I was like, Oregon State is ranked. <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, Colorado's ranked twenty-fifth. Um, but yeah, great, great win for the Buffs. They stormed the court. Um, much to the chagrin of Oregon supporters, um, typically Which is very interesting. Yeah, I think that because it's an upset. Like I think yeah. the court when it's an upset. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that that was justified. Um, if the tables were flipped and, um, you know, 
CU was ranked fourth in the country and they went to play at Oregon and Oregon won, I would say like they should also storm the court. So I don't know. I was a little confused by the, the um, upheaval about that, but um, also they're just salty. They're doing a CU dry basketball January. fans need something to celebrate, you know? Yeah, it's really, well, but CU is so good this year. Well, like they yeah. might actually do something. But the students that have been in school there, um, the, you know, they weren't there for the Pac-12 tournament win. Like, yeah, that's true. This is a big deal to them. So I, I think it's fine. I don't, I don't have a problem yeah, with it. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll move on to games of the week. Um, we're focusing on basketball. So Cornell, what is your pick this week? So I wanted to stick to my West Coast bias, and I was going to pick my alma mater, <laughs> but they're about to get wrecked by San Diego State. So at home, San Diego State is ranked seventh, and that obviously can't be my game of the week because I just like crapped on Wyoming. Um, <laughs> but I am very intrigued by the number 24 Arizona at number nine Oregon on Thursday. Um, I think. I think Oregon should win and it should be a pretty like quick win, but like, I want to see Sean Miller just like sweat. Yes. <laughs> cause it's really funny. <laughs> like to me, uh, it's more cause it's like funny than like, I care about the skill of the Arizona team. Yeah. And I'm honestly surprised that they're ranked. What about y'all? Um, for me, it's Baylor at Kansas. Uh, I think that like this game could be kind of telling for both teams. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really like Kansas this year. I I think that they might be the team to beat, even though it's like a year where hmm. there's not necessarily a team yeah. <laughs> that's above and beyond, you know, the clear cut. Okay, this is the best team in the country. Um, yeah. So this game could kind of work in their favor for proving that point, or it could just kind of muddy the waters. Um, so we'll see. That is the game I'm most excited for this week, and that is on Saturday. Colin? Yeah, mine is uh, actually tonight, Baylor at uh, Texas Tech. Um, I was looking at the schedules, and so, Emily, like you talked about, Baylor and Kansas play on Saturday. Texas Tech plays at number... 17 West Virginia on Saturday. Ooh, wow. So I'm kind of thinking, yeah, whoever wins this Baylor Texas tech game tonight, I mean, Baylor goes two and O this week. They could, uh, potentially catapult up to, they could go to number one, depending on what happens. And Texas tech could look to move into kind of the 10 to 15 range. So it's a big week for both of those teams. And I don't really know. I haven't watched a lot of those of either of those teams and I don't know how good they are. So it's a big, big test for for both of them so Our baylor informant says baylor's very good but i don't <laughs> <Yeah. trust. laughs> well, <laughs> they always they, they have a uh i think his name's his last name's vital or vital or something and he is he's very solid but he's kind of the only player that i could think of off the top of my head um but i mean you got to win games to get to number four in the country and you right. We're we're a week or two into conference play, depending on you know your conference. So, uh, should be a good one. Big yeah. Twelve, always good basketball. Big facts. 
Last week, I was hoping for West Virginia to beat Ohio State and then beat Kansas. And oh, have, it almost happened. And have that, you know, them be the team that just catapults up. Maybe that's going to be Baylor. Or it could be Texas Tech, too. I mean, depending on what happens, know. they they might be able to sneak their way into the top 10, depending if there's enough shakeup, which there has been no shortage of that this season in college basketball. Yeah. Big facts. <laughs> Those are good, good college basketball games coming up. And then um, in addition to all of the chaos of college basketball, the NFL wildcard weekend was this weekend. Um, I assume y'all watched for sure to watch the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I uh, got, got a, most of all of the games this weekend. So that was good. Oh yeah. It was the timing of them. It was very ideal to sit and watch. Um, I say that and I only watched the Bills like on Saturday um, and then cried and drank. So I couldn't watch the Titans <laughs> rip the hearts out of the Patriots fans. And I'm so disappointed. <laughs> uh, so I was at a professional, my first ever professional lacrosse game on Saturday. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <Hey> you, <laughs> And it was very interesting. Uh, the uh, announcer um, there was a timeout or something, and um, he was like, uh, "News from Foxborough: The Patriots have just lost, whatever, and the t- like. The Titans are going to the next round, and whatever." And um, it, he was like, clearly not a Patriots fan because he said something about Tom Brady's season being done too, and uh, everyone like cheered so loudly when he wow. said that they lost. It was hilarious. <laughs> It's kind of surprising in, in Denver. I mean, I know the Broncos and Patriots have a little bit of a history, but I mean, I think the last time they played was maybe either when the Broncos made it to the Super Bowl and lost to the Seahawks or probably maybe when they won the Super Bowl, you know, one of those years. But that was like five years ago, four years ago now. Um, I don't know if that's to do with Broncos fans necessarily, more so just that the general hatred that most people have for the Patriots, but regardless, it was hilarious. Like everyone started giving each other high fives and just cheering. And it was so funny. It brought people together and I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Sports is about, it was honestly shocking. Like, I don't, I I don't know that it's fully sunk in that the Patriots lost in the wild card round. Watches like the Titans end up getting in trouble for cheating somehow, and then the Patriots <laughs> still get in. Like somehow the Titans are going to get disqualified. I don't even know how it would happen. The win will be vacated. Oh, jeez! <laughs> Inconvenient. Inconvenient. <laughs> Belichick um, has his ways. Yeah. I know he has a deal with the devil. They're like best friends. <laughs> BFFs. He has one half of the BFF necklace. Yeah, he does. He has the the. <laughs> Free, like it would be fry, I guess. Yeah, it would be. Um, so I'm about to become the biggest Vikings fan you've ever seen. Same. There we go. Uh, because if by some miracle the Vikings beat the 49ers and the Seahawks beat the Packers, the Seahawks will be getting a home game in the next round. Um, which would be very strange. Um, but. I obviously would love to see that as a Seahawks fan. Uh, what do you guys think the odds are of the 49ers losing this weekend? 
very low because the 49ers are very good. But a guy I went to college with plays for the Vikings. So let's just hope that they come through and win. Yeah. I also think it's low. I think last time I checked, they were close to 10-point favorites, which Mm -hmm. was bigger favorites than uh, any of the teams were this past weekend. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it's low, but I don't know. I mean – Kirk Cousins showed up once in, in a big game. Um, it's new to him, but maybe he'll keep the mojo <laughs> rolling. Um, yeah. So the the 49ers are currently favored by seven points. Seven. Okay. Yeah. So the other ones, I guess, were... Yeah, oh, I guess the, the Titans uh, and Ravens is a 10-point yeah. differential. And I think the Chiefs yes. and Texans is close to that as well. Yeah. And Green Bay is favored by four points. So... Yep. Hmm. There you have that. Um... Let's just go through the games and say who you think is going to win each one. Um, 49ers, I think. Um, what do you, who do you guys have for that game? 49ers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Titans and Ravens. Ravens. Yep. Yeah. 100%. I think that game 1, has. 1,000%. Yeah. <laughs> I think that game has a big chance of being like. Blow up potentially. 20 point. Yeah. yeah. There's zero percent chance that the Ravens will lose to the Titans. Like the Titans (laughs) got lucky against the Patriots, they're not going to get lucky against the Ravens, which is fine. So good, really. That's all we needed from them was just for them to beat the Patriots. Yeah, exactly. Good job, (laughs) Titans. You can go home now. (laughs) (laughs) Take the rest of the day off. (laughs) But you did your country proud. Um, Seahawks and Packers. Now, legitimately, Colin, who do you think is going to win this game? Legit, I do think the Seahawks are going to win. Their offensive line played really well against the Eagles. They've got a good pass rush, the Eagles do, and Seahawks were without three starters. They get one back. Um, Their left tackle comes back against Green Bay, so I think Mm -hmm. as long as they can protect Wilson, um, then I I think they'll come out with the win. Yeah, I mean, the Packers have had, like, a few, like, blowout wins this year, but um, not really. Like, all of their their games the past several weeks have been close, Um, with the exception of um, their win against the Giants um, back in early December. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, and I agree. I think the Seahawks are going to win. Well, and I think... I talked to my friend who's a Packers fan and he's, he described this team as the worst 13 and three yeah. team of all time. So I, I mean, think that bodes well for the Seahawks. I, I agree. I, I just don't, I don't think the pa- the Packers have been better other years, you know, yes. in re- in recent history. I just don't, I don't know that their record really like shows the kind of team that they necessarily are. I guess the same could be said of the Seahawks, though. I don't know. Yeah, I think, but the the flip side is is that this season, Aaron Rodgers is, has regressed a little bit. Um, I mean, he's still one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and, and very clutch in big situations. Um, but he hasn't had the season statistically um, that we're used to. And Russell Wilson is kind of on the other side where he's mm-hmm. taken it to a new level. So I think if you just look at that, <laughs> That's where you kind of say, well, you know, whoever's going to make the most plays. And I think it'd be hard to pick against Russell Wilson at this point. 
yeah, he is he is hard to pick against. That is for sure. Um, does anyone have a sports related oh, hot? Hold on, Emily, who oh. do you have in that game? I uh, oh oh my god! Jeez, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, let's keep it moving. <laughs> well, and you also didn't say who in the Texans Chiefs games you think you're gonna win is going oh, to win. Oh, that. right, of Skipped course, over because, that one. Like, of course, because I just saw the Seahawks game and I was like, all right, now we're done. <laughs> Hone in. <laughs> let's keep it moving. Um, okay, so backtrack. I'm sorry for my hastiness. Um, so Emily, give us your thoughts on Seahawks Packers. Um, <laughs> I agree with everything you all said about the Packers. Um, like my stepfather is a Packers fan, so I like follow and um, I like they didn't wow me this season, so I could see them losing this game to the Seahawks. The Seahawks have wowed me, and the fact that they've beaten the 49ers, who I think is a really good team. Um, they're on par with the Ravens of like a really elite team this season. So um, I don't know if I describe the Seahawks the same way, but I think they're good. So I think they <laughs> will win that game against the Packers. And then for the Texans chiefs, I think that the chiefs have it and I hope that they just stick it to the Texans. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, I, I agree that, I mean, the Texans like they shouldn't be here. <laughs> No, Don't it should back. be the Bills so that the Bills can lose to the Chiefs. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Now we can move on to the hot take. Do you have a sports related hot take, Emily? Is no. That no, that's why I was like, all right, are we moving on from sports officially for a moment? And then we'll come back to sports as we do. Um, so my hot take is related to The Bachelor as the premiere was um, yesterday yesterday when we were recording um so many people just talk about how it's such a dumb show and it's like terrible tv i think that it is one of the best produced shows it, it's just like what they do to create this drama out of like a lot of nothing i think is pretty impressive <laughs> um i think the producers are amazing and um they just make excellent television that clearly make like keeps people coming back i mean how many seasons of the show have there been and the premise of it like really hasn't changed and their viewership numbers just only keep going up i think that speaks for itself so that is my hot take it is not a terrible tv show it is there's thought that goes into how it's made and um i think that the producers do a great job with it that is a very hot take because when I was leaving a Pilates class today, the instructor was like, man, the new season of The Bachelor sucks. Ooh, <laughs> There's only one been episode. one episode. <laughs> I know. She's like, all the people are terrible. They're so boring. And I'm like, they don't get boring people. They get really, like, interesting people. Yeah, not necessarily interesting for a good reason. but Yes. Um, <laughs> for, I guess for a positive reason. But... I, I mean, I feel like the first episode is always kind of eh, because you don't know enough about these people to be invested at all. And it yeah. you, like with a lot of them, it's hard to even decide right off the bat, like whether you like them or not. So the first episode is always kind of tricky. It usually takes a couple before it like, starts getting really good. But um, the premiere last night was like a very good mix of um, 
people saying really dumb stuff, but then also intense emotional moments. So, um, yes, Colin has not watched yet. He's in for a treat. But um, that is my hot take of the week. Emily, um, do you want to yeah, share got, yours with us? I surely do. So over the Christmas break, I started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and mm. um, I love it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's what I was hoping. <laughs> to the dark side. Yeah, but like, it's here's so the thing, good. Colin. You're going to – this is – oh. Because you're here, I'm like, ah, this is a good time to be like, it's so much better than The Office. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) So high and then so low. I know. It's like a roller coaster of like, and like, I think The Office is fine. But like, I'm just like, like, oh, do I have like 20 minutes to sit and watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I'm trying to finish all the seasons on Hulu before the new season comes out in February. Yeah, it's like a, a month away yesterday, I think. Not that I I'm, know. You know. I have a lot of TV anything. to watch. <laughs> a lot of TV to watch. But, it goes yeah. quick, though. It's a very yeah. good show. Oh, but yeah. all I heard was The Office is fine. <laughs> and I just kind of tuned out. So <laughs> that's how it goes. Oh, wait, bye. <laughs> I know. You yes, love The yes. Office. And so does like everyone else and their mom. It's I get it. It's cool. What's your hot take, Colin? Um, mine is not about TV shows, but mine is about grape flavored things. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love them. Yeah. Grape flavored <laughs> Jolly Ranchers, grape suckers, uh, grape dum dums. I guess which is a sucker. Uh, all of that I think is uh, really really good. <laughs> that ain't I know it. It's a, that's a very unpopular Not opinion. Not even a little bit. That's gross. So no. if you guys have any grape flavored things, send them to me. Okay. I'll eat them up. We'll do. It's a no safe space asked. here. Oh, Actually, you. there is one thing that I do like that's grape flavored. Um, high chews. Have you guys ever oh, had that candy? Yeah, high chews are so oh. good. That's, All flavored. That actually might be a hot take is that that's like one of the best candies out there. Because I yeah, feel that's like a hot take. A lot of them are so it's, good. They're a good. A lot of people but, don't. I can't stop eating. Like, if I get a bag, it's gone. I, I can't Same. stop eating them. They're That's so addictive. That's me and peanut M&M's. See, they're a little too rich for me. Like, high chews is what? just... I'd rather like, eat high anything, M&M's. <laughs> when has anything ever been too rich for you? Okay, I, well, you get like, oh, there's a fettuccine Alfredo on the menu. Can I get that and a side of your uh, baked mac and cheese, please? <laughs> okay, That's fair. <laughs> And to top it off, we're going to finish it with a chocolate mousse. <laughs> okay. So, to be fair, when I would go to Olive Garden in college, which, like, that was the place people went for group dinners, like, freshman year, because it was the only place people could really get to that would accommodate gigantic groups. Um, and it was cheap. And it was cheap. I would <laughs> start out with um, the chicken yogi soup, which was, like, super... <laughs> first course <laughs> super creamy and um i would dip the breadsticks in them sometimes we'd even get a side of alfredo sauce to dip <laughs> oh my god and then my main course <laughs> would usually my main course. <laughs> also if they would give us like the salad and the soup I would have both. And then um, the main course, <laughs> I would usually get the fettuccine Alfredo or sometimes like the four cheese baked ziti that had like, it was like a marinara slash like cream sauce. And then. Only four cheeses? Yeah. Um, 
they for a long time they had this thing where you could get um you know the super salad and breadsticks and an entree and a dessert for like 15 bucks or something um and then i would get tiramisu for dessert so yes i there's no such thing as being too rich but with peanut m&ms i'm like i just want to drink a bunch of water afterwards and i don't feel that way when i like have like cream-based pasta sauces and stuff so that's what i mean by that i guess is it makes me want to drink water so that was quite the rabbit hole (laughs) um but yes grape flavored high cheese I, that's the only grape flavor thing I like. That's fair. Case closed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, that, like, but high chews, they just don't have, like, a super intense flavor. Whereas, like, grape flavored, like, Jolly Ranchers and suck, yeah. like, yuck. I find the, the, no, that's, I love it, because then it means more for me. Yeah, um, sure. Next you're going to say the, you like orange flavored things. No, like. those are the worst. I also hate green apple flavored things. Oh, oh that's so good. Disgusting. Oh, back. another hot take. Green <laughs> apple flavored things are disgusting. Yeah, that, I think Probably that's the, more of a hot take than the grape. Oh, are you, oh, wow. Man, green apple, I think, is honestly one. I don't even like granny smith apples like the actual flavor oh. of them so why would i like the artificial version of they're it used for baking are they good in apple eat- pies so speaking of green apple flavor um oftentimes wines feature an apple note in the tasting profile flavor profile whatever they call it um emily do you have a wine of the week maybe something with apples typically yes typically i pick a white wine that is crisp like an apple um but when we talked about the KUCU basketball matchup like a couple months ago, um, and Adam had said that CU will win the game. I made a bet with a friend that <laughs> CU would win the game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, if Kansas wins, I'll talk about a beer on the podcast that was corked. I have not yet found a beer that is corked. Um, <laughs> but I can talk about a beer, and I okay. feel like that counts. Mm. All so right. This week, I'm picking a beer. It is a Shiner Bach, but it's a s'mores flavored beer. So it is the opposite of an apple flavored anything. Fun fact. um, So our grandparents are Czech and apparently like relatives of the Drinka family started um, Shiner beer. Oh, oh my gosh. That's so cool. It was started by Czech and German immigrants. And, like, they settled that whole area of Texas. And that's why there's, like, kolache in Texas are such a big uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, kolaches are so good. It's, like, a Czech, <laughs> it's a Czech thing. So My lord. You never would know. But uh, fun fact. So, I didn't even know that. Super fun. <laughs> so, we yeah. just talked about this at Christmas. <laughs> I must have been in another room. <laughs> okay. I that's hope so. Um, Colin. Well, Colin, you can pick a beer since well, we're... Currently, I am uh, enjoying a nice, cool, crisp, refreshing Cran Raspberry LaCroix. Okay. I have this weird tickle in my throat that doesn't seem to want to go away. So I thought maybe having water close by rather than a beer um, (laughs) would be better. Uh, But I did this week. I bought a six-pack from Pyramid Brewing, and it's called Coast Day. Uh, it's more of like a summer uh, drink or a summer beer. It'd be really good in the summer. But I had some. I bought it when uh, 
for the Seahawks Eagles game because I was thinking like, oh yeah, the Seahawks will coast to victory, you know, a real <laughs> easy win. That was kind of my thought process, and um, it kind of worked. Kind of. <laughs> they, you know, they won. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good beer. Would highly recommend. All right. Um, for the Bachelor premiere, that's like a holiday to me every year. Um, so I usually get like a decent bottle of wine. Um, so, uh, one of my coworkers came over and we watched the premiere, the three hour long premiere and had, um, uh, Chianti Classico. Um, the brand is Natale Verga. Um, it was a 2016 and it was delish hit the spot. Um, perfect for judging people on television. Love <laughs> the <that>. perfect pair. <laughs> So that is my wine recommendation for the week. Um, do we have any plugs this week? I don't really have anything. Um, so just making sure that people give us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, um, follow us on Twitter, and you know if there are games that you're like, you should be paying attention to this, like slide into the DMs, email us. We are very easily accessible. Um, and then just make sure you're checking out Tailgate Society podcasts, um, checking out the content. Um, we have already put out a couple articles this week and it's Tuesday. So, <laughs> you know, that, I mean, that sounds good for the rest of the week. We're going to have lots of stuff for you to check out. Um, Colin, do you have any personal plugs? <laughs> uh, no, just uh, follow Sports and Corks on Twitter. That's about it. Nothing about the Portland State. Oh, I mean, I can't. I can't explain <laughs> that. I guess. Um, yeah, please, please briefly explain that. Okay, so uh, one of my best friends from college, we had this deal where every year we're going to go to a different conference tournament um, for the NCAA uh, basketball, and uh, so we draw the conference at random. And this first year, uh, we got the Big Sky. And so we do this in advance of the start of the season. Then we look at the big sky. We each pick a team that we want to follow um, and root for them throughout the whole season. So then when we go to the tournament, we kind of know what to expect from the team and we can, you know, maybe chop it up with some local fans, um, <laughs> pretend like we know what we're talking about. Um, so my team is Portland State, go Vikes. Um, it's been a tough start. I think right now seven and eight. Um, the Big Sky is is a one bid league, so you basically have to win the tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. Portland State, if they string to some wins together, they could do it, um, but it's an uphill battle. So to just confirm, you're draw randomly drawing the conference, and then you get to choose your the team you're going to like follow for the year. Yeah, I'll. Basically, not, so we pick. You're not drawing both. Well, we pick. So we, the conference is random, and then we pick three teams in the conference that we would root for, we'd like to follow, and then my the other person. So for myself, I pick the three teams, and then my friend Mason, he picked of those three teams the one that I would actually follow. So Got I would be fine it. with following any of these three teams. It just happened okay. to be Portland State, um, and it. then we find out what team it is by sending the other person a t-shirt from that school before the start of the season. So then you open it and that's how you find out. And then you have the shirt that you can wear at the conference tournament. So super fun. I love that's it. Cool. It's very unique. So we're going to Boise in March 11th on March 11th. 
be there so, from the 11th to the 15th. So give the listeners your Twitter handle so that they... Oh, yeah. Well, it's yeah. just at Colin Jarenka, but don't uh-huh. be don't be thrown <laughs> off by all of the Portland State uh, things on the Twitter account. I try and engage, you know, with their with their coach and the, the basketball team. They haven't followed me back. <laughs> uh, sad. I think if I, anyone is friends with the Portland State SID. Yes. Well, and know. I have their. Um, it might be their SID that follows me. Oh. Um, does he normally do they do they normally write like the game recaps? Yes. Yeah. Right. That's their. Yep. That's their so job. I, all part of it. The guy who does follows me, and then their. I think like their associate athletic director or something. Hmm. Um, but their coach doesn't follow me. None of the assistants do none of the players. So maybe someday. No. <laughs> maybe, this is, maybe this is the year. Maybe you need to drop a bag, Colin. I'm thinking yeah. about, well, I, you know, then if I, you know, I, I wanted to maybe get down there for a game cause it's only like a three hour drive, but I don't think it's going to work out. Um, so, so what, just to kind of clarify, um, whenever you favorite someone's tweet or send a DM to someone, it shows up as nope. number one PSU Vikings fan liked yep. your tweet. So um, while your handle is at Colin Jarenka, um, it's it's really the number one That's Portland right. State Vikings fan. I, so. Can you name a bigger Vikings fan? <laughs> Portland no. State Vikings fan, not, that is? Not, <laughs> correct. Right. I haven't met one yet, so... Yeah. It's accurate. <laughs> so uh, we'll just uh, run through our bigger than sports moment pretty quick here. Um, not a ton to the story, but just a nice uh, typical feel-good thing. Emily, do you want to take that away? Yeah. So former head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> <laughs> uh, RIP, pour one out, Jason Garrett. I think when he did this, he probably knew he was on the hot seat, um, which – not that the decision for the new coach is much better, but um, <laughs> Jason Garrett, that didn't stop him from going into the community and going to holiday visits at local children's hospitals. Um, it's It says something that you're like, you're in a tight spot at work and you're still going out and doing community stuff and engaging. Um, and so he did that. And that is a, it's big, it's bigger than, the fact that he was coaching the Dallas Cowboys, like he still made it a point after those long days to go and visit those kids. Yeah. Um, props to him for doing that. Um, I don't think I have anything else this week. I don't know. I'm, I think we're all set until next week when we will come back with our last college football report until August. Yeah. Uh, so enjoy the college football championship and enjoy, um, the, uh, NFL playoff games this weekend. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Emily and Emily sports and courts.